This is episode 10 of our Healing Through Consciousness podcast series. Is there a difference between mind-altering and mind-expanding drugs? Let's find out. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Well, I'm a product of the 60s and 70s. I saw guys trying to homestead in the woods of Vancouver Island as I was walking to a favorite swimming hole. I remember the distinctive smell of those funny cigarettes permeating the summer air. I thought they were struggling to find something. I also remember some idiot slipping a hit of acid into a friend's brother's drink at a party and watching the ensuing bad trip play out horribly in front of us all. Our question from a listener today addresses those two aspects. He writes, quote, I have classified drugs into two categories, mind-numbing drugs like cocaine, tobacco, heroin, alcohol, etc., and mind-opening drugs like peyote, cannabis, mushrooms, etc. While the mind-numbing drugs have been found to be dangerous and highly addictive, the mind-opening drugs have been used for centuries and show no signs of addiction or even lasting health problems with repetitious use. Does Dr. Kepi acknowledge this distinction between these drugs? If so, what is Dr. Kepi's view of the spirit worlds that the mind-opening drugs seem to unlock? End of quote. Well, Claudia Bernhard-Pacheco is with us again today to address this. I would speak about my own ideas because I'm not totally sure of how he would answer the question. But we have to go behind in history and see the first research of Freud. And I don't know if you are aware that Freud and some of the psychoanalysts use cocaine to open the consciousness and the minds of their patients, which is a technique to open the subconscious mind, but not a spontaneous way. It's more forced, artificially induced. But the experiments that Freud did proved to be ineffective and sometimes even dangerous because we have more an artificial unconsciousness, which is induced, fabricated by our censorship. So we hide from our consciousness what we are not prepared or not willing to see. So we hide extremely important consciousness by censorship, by intolerance, by intransigence, what we call theomania. We want everything perfect. We don't see problems. We idealize everything, the world, myself. So I would not bear seeing some problems, true problems in myself or in people. Bad intentions, vices. I'm not quite as good as I think I am. Yes, and sometimes things that are very negative, like perversions and ill desires. And this Freud wanted to uncover these perverted intentions that people carried in their inner selves, focusing more on sexual things. We don't focus that much in sexual things because sexual perversions are more symptoms for other more serious pathologies, more based on envy, extremely arrogance, megalomania, etc., etc. Ingratitude, all Ingratitude, of these. Ingratitude, etc. And exploitation, for instance, and evil intentions towards our fellow man, destruction yep. of our world. So what Freud realized was that people were not prepared to see things in their inner selves yet. And if they were forced to do so, they became sometimes psychotic. 
This unleashed some psychological psychotic crisis in them. And that's what happens frequently. People that take drugs with the intention to open their consciousness artificially, many times they are unable to go back to the true, real reality of the everyday world where you have to work and be in contact. And there are many revelations people can't handle. Yeah, we saw this in the 60s, I think. Guys were experimenting with LSD, mm -hmm. and it was very difficult for them to come back from these like nightmares that they were having, these terrible visions. So is it really mind-opening? It could be, but this is more artificially open the neurons and bringing material that is unconscientized to the surface, and we should normally see that. For instance, when you hypnotize a person, He can name everything that he saw in a room. And then he stays there for more than one minute. And then you hypnotize the person and he will name you everything that is inside the room. Things that he could never, ever notice in a sort of conscious, awakened kind of state. <laughs> right. So we perceive much more things than we acknowledge because of our decrease in our consciousness, the result of these pathologies that Kepi mentions in his work. So the more we deal with our censorship, the more we open our consciousness in a natural way. So I'll see more and more and stand more and more. So this is much more therapeutic or more effective because this is an opening with no side effects. And I think too, Claudia, what's important to say about this is many times people who are using these mind-opening experiences, they're looking for like a spiritual, mystical experience of themselves, that I'm part of the universe in some vaster way. And what you're talking about is more the consciousness of how we block ourselves. Yes, and block this consciousness because we should be in contact. We are transcendental beings. So it's not normal not to perceive all these beings. There are many children that they see spirits, they see angels, they can see things that we cannot see anymore because of this increase of censorship and sensorialism. There are people who keep seeing things during their lives, and they don't know how to handle that reality. And society is not prepared to handle this too. So society censors. If a patient goes to a psychiatrist and tells, I'm seeing and hearing things that are apparently non-existent or sensorially non-existent, but they are totally tangible in transcendental terms, the psychiatrists or these health professionals, they tend to label this person as a psychotic and they give them a lot of drugs to cover up that awareness. So when the person is willing to open their minds, they are more curious and have more this intention. But if they want to go through this, they must go through this through virtue, being virtuous, being loving, being ethical. This is the door opening to transcendence. It's looking for a link with God through the resonance with him in terms of doing what he taught us to do, to be ethical, to do good, and to give our lives totally to beauty, truth, and goodness. 
I think this is very beautiful what you're talking about. Now, the resonance with goodness, which is a consciousness thing. It's not a question of like taking the drug to open us to that, but it's about doing it in our daily life. And this is a extremely challenging for the human being because we're so inverted. Yes, and we shouldn't live this in our everyday life. Yeah. This should be our everyday life. So, achieving transcendence naturally. Isn't that something? Drugless. And you know, that's the basis of all our courses and therapy sessions too. Helping people heal through consciousness, not chemicals. Beautiful work here at the Psychosomatic Department of the Kepi and Pacheco Trilogical Colleges. Well, more next time in our continuing series, Healing Through Consciousness. <laughs>